Turns out there is a chance that trying to violently overthrow our democracy might be illegal. To paraphrase an idiot and his bloodthirsty mob, lock him up. I'm back, bitches! What if you knew Fox News was just lying to you? He was voted Variety Entertainer of the Year in the Excellence in the Arts Awards and is one of the highest arbitrage now Nielsen-rated talk radio hosts in Las Vegas. He is also a refreshing voice of logic and reason. Live from the entertainment capital of the world, Doug Basham. Raise a little hell, raise a little hell. I know words, I have the best words. I love the poorly educated. Right under the toilet. And good morning, my fellow wokes and Republican jokes. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Doug Basham, and welcome to the Doug Basham I Told You We Should Be On Five Days a Week show, and to a genuine demonstration of excellence in broadcasting. The website is DougBasham.com, last name spelled B as in bone spurs, A-S-H-A-M as in Marilardo. DougBasham.com, my email, Doug at DougBasham.com. And rather than give you all the web addresses for all my social media sites, my website, DougBasham.com, has the links that will take you right to all of them. Right underneath the show's logo at the top, you'll see the links for YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok. And we are broadcasting live on those sites as well. Now, YouTube and Twitch are the primary sites on which we'll be archiving these shows. If you click on the Twitch link on my site, that takes you right right to the, the Twitch site, and they're right there on the home page. If you click on my YouTube link, you then have to click on the live link on YouTube. That'll take you to the archives. That live link is also the link you click on when you're waiting to see a live broadcast or join one already in progress. 221-7283 is our call-in number here at the station, folks. If you want to talk on the radio later, like in our second half hour, that's 702-221-SAVE, as in Save Our Democracy, our ultimate goal in each and every show we do, lock him up. If you are tuning in for the first time this week, this is my first week back after a more than frustrating hiatus. So much has transpired during that interval on which I wasn't able to bloviate. So I've kind of been playing catch up these first two days. On Monday, we dealt with Trump's first indictment in Manhattan back in March. Yesterday, we focused on Trump's second impeachment two months ago yesterday on June the 8th in D.C., for his theft of government documents and refusal to return them. And you know, when time permits, we're going to spend some time and address the question, why? Why would Trump go to these extreme lengths, including ignoring a subpoena, knowing he would be indicted? Why would he do that to retain documents, even his own attorneys told him he wasn't entitled to have and keep? And that Trump himself knew he had no right to have and keep. I mean, we all know he doesn't read, and he didn't read them when he was not only allowed to, but required to. 
unless, of course, they contained a lot of pictures and mentioned his name a lot. And I wish that was a joke. It's not. But first, a couple things to finish up we didn't get to yesterday. First, a clip or part of a clip we played upon which we didn't get to expound. This was part of an interview Trump did right after his second stolen indictments. All I know is I did nothing wrong, and nobody said I did anything wrong other than the fake news, which, of course, is Fox, too. And just so you know, when Trump said the only ones who said he did anything wrong was the fake news, which includes Fox, too, he was being interviewed by a Fox reporter. And this is something that has always grated on me. Longtime listeners to this show know that I have said repeatedly that those who look and are the stupidest in this country are those who run around mindlessly repeating the phrases fake news and deep state. We can now add woke to that list. These are three of the dishonest, simplistic, and insulting phrases we mentioned on Monday that mean nothing in reality but have become gospel to the weak-minded lemmings and cult members who support Trump and patronize the right-wing propaganda-hate media. There is no such thing as fake news. There is news, and there are lies. And no one lies with more consistency than the orange lard father, his right-wing propaganda-hate media, and, of course, his lobotomized base. Easy for me to say. As for the mythical deep state, here's what Trump's own hand-picked then-Secretary of State Mike Pompeo had to say, being questioned by the Democratic congressman from California, Ted Lieu. I just need to ask you a few questions about official statements that President of the United States made this morning on his Twitter account. He said there is a criminal deep state. And as you know, Representative Nunes has said he's also going to investigate the State Department. Uh, do you believe there is a criminal deep state at the State Department? I haven't seen the comments from the president. I, I, I don't believe there's a, a deep state at the State Department. Okay. Thank you. Uh, you formerly served as CIA director. Do you believe uh, your colleagues at the CIA are part of the criminal deep state? You know, this, this term deep state has been thrown around. <laughs> Uh, I, I say this, the, the employees that work for me at the CIA uh, nearly uniformly were aimed at achieving the president's objectives and America's objectives. Thank you. That's your experience also when you interact with colleagues at the FBI and Department of Justice as well? Yes. That's the way it was when Trump was president. That's the way it is with President Biden. Same dedicated federal employees. No conspiracy, no deep state. So that's fake news and the deep state. We'll save woke for another time. But getting back to the stolen documents, did you see the photos of those boxes in the bathroom with the chandelier, huh? One person on Twitter labeled it Bed Bath and Beyond Guilty. Another called it Bed Bath and Beyond a Reasonable Doubt. And did you hear what the House leader Kevin McCarthy said? McCarthy was asked if it was a good look for a former president to have boxes in a bathroom. McCarthy first delivers a false equivalence regarding legitimate President Biden, of course. Then he delivered this masterpiece. So is that a good look for the former president to have boxes in a bathroom? I don't know. Is it a good picture to have boxes in a garage that opens up all the time? A bathroom door locks. Yes, Kevin, bathroom doors do lock from the inside, you dimwit. Years from now, Kevin McCarthy will become an answer on Jeopardy. This person lost the most consecutive votes for Speaker of the House in U.S. history. Yes, Bash. Who is Kevin McCarthy? Yes, right again. And did you hear, just last week, McCarthy was asked out by 20 different women. He was in the ladies' bathroom. And going back to our blurb on nudity on Monday, when Kevin McCarthy is naked in his bathroom, the only thing that gets turned on is the shower. And speaking of bathrooms, that reminds me, you know why people do drugs in a Taco Bell bathroom? Because nobody questions you if you spend 45 minutes in a Taco Bell bathroom. 
one lie that Trump began using after his second indictment and has doubled down on since his third is the sound clip I played yesterday. I mentioned at the time it has become Trump's favorite new lie. And even given that it's Trump that's saying it, it is still a whopper, even by Trump's own non-existent standards. They can't stop because it's election interference at the highest level. There's never been anything like what's happened. This is called election interference and yet another attempt to rig and steal a presidential election. Folks, a statement like this, wherein Donald friggin' Trump is complaining about election interference, A, can only fall under the category of you just can't make this stuff up, and B, can only be uttered by someone with absolutely zero shame. By someone who actually made a mistake announcing one particular state Hurricane Dorian was going to hit, Alabama, and then, rather than just admit he made a mistake, he had the audacity to go on national television and hold up a map on which he had taken one of his trademark Sharpies and used it to draw a semicircle around the southern part of Alabama, the state he had mistakenly identified as being in the hurricane's path. And why does this matter? Why am I bringing this up? Because it was laughed off at the time as being no big deal. But it was. Why? Because it is emblematic of exactly who and what Donald Trump is. If you hear your president tell you your state is going to be hit by a hurricane, that's going to cause some concern, fear, and consternation, yes? And rightfully and sensibly so. Trump could have alleviated that fear and put Alabamians' minds at ease by just admitting he'd made a mistake. Key words there, could have. That is, if he were a normal person with even a modicum of decency, honor, compassion, and integrity. Problem is, Donald Trump is not a normal person, and he possesses none of those aforementioned qualities. He is a world-class douchebag. And in all fairness, it's not even entirely his fault. As a lifelong sociopathic malignant narcissist, Trump is simply not capable of caring for anyone who lives in any state, even a red state like Alabama, whose votes he covets. So when push comes to shove, all Trump is capable of caring for is whatever he feels at any particular moment will benefit him and him alone. And at that particular moment, it was more important to Trump that he salvage his ego and the image he has of himself by not admitting to having made a mistake. And thus, the people and the state of Alabama and whatever fears they were experiencing because of a mistake he made that, again, any normal decent human being would have just simply corrected, Trump doesn't care. And so, as he always does, he doubled down on his mistake, thereby creating even more fear among Alabamians. They instantly became nothing more than collateral damage in Trump's sociopathic, narcissism-driven war on decency and honor. Whenever Trump says America first, what he's really telling you, and all he's capable of feeling, is Trump first. Always. And now that same orange ass goblin is doing the exact same thing with election interference, which again, in fairness, is all he's capable of. You know, given the lack of evidence he's ever done anything to address and change his putrid personality. His massive yet fragile ego that will allow him to neither admit a mistake nor to even apologize the same one that drives him to keep repeating his stolen-slash-rigged election lies, is now claiming election interference. Remember, this is coming from a guy who won the 2016 election thanks to election interference from both then-FBI Director James Comey along with his BFF Vladimir Putin in Russia. And by the way, you know what a Russian billionaire says when he checks into a hotel? 
I'd like a room on the first floor, please. But this is coming from the same guy who tried to extort an ally, Ukraine, to interfere in our 2020 election. And when they told him there was no evidence of any Biden-related crimes, he told them to just announce they were launching an investigation. That is election interference, and that earned him his first of two impeachments. And at the same time, he kept telling people the only way he could lose the 2020 election was if it was rigged or stolen. Then, after he lost, he kept telling everyone it had been rigged and stolen. He kept repeating those lies while inviting his goons to D.C. on certification day to, quote, take back their country, end quote. And remember, Trump doesn't, nor is he capable of, giving one continental damn about this country. He has spent his entire life abusing it, abusing it, and scamming from it every which way he could. So when he says, take back your country, what he's really saying is, take back my election. Trump isn't the brightest bulb on the holiday tree, but he is smart enough to know that he has to cloak his narcissistic ego with words and phrases that will disguise and conceal his true intentions. Hence, take back your country and not take back my election. My election. And just to remind you, in a representative democracy, losers don't get to take back an election they lost. That's not how democracies work. Nonetheless, Trump's domestic terrorists attacked our capital and interfered in our foundational transfer of power. More election interference. And several people died as a result of that attack, two of them Trump supporters who died that very day. And now, now, this guy, this repulsive, repugnant reprobate, is claiming election interference? Again, you just can't make this stuff up, folks. But you see, here's the deal, and we discussed an element of this on Monday. Today's right-wing propaganda hate media knows full well their audience just isn't that bright, primarily because they spent decades dumbing them down and making them that way. Not that Fox forced them to watch. That was their decision. But so, Fox is able to give them all sorts of ridiculous and dishonest talking points slash lies that are so simplistic, they're downright insulting. Well, they would be if their audience was smarter. But again, like I mentioned on Monday, the right-wing propaganda hate media has become more than adept at taking complex, complicated, and intricate issues and reducing them to a single word or phrase that crumble, crumble under even rudimentary examination. And then, then, knowing their audience either won't or can't read any of Trump's thus far three indictments, the right-wing propaganda hate media also knows they can just lie about the indictments and trivialize them which does their audience no favors and leads them to be just flabbergasted when Diaper Donald is indicted. But you see, the right-wing media also knows their audience has never held them accountable. And they won't. They know their audience will just blame something or someone else, i.e. the deep state fake news woke, and will then continue to believe their media's lies to be real and just sit back and wait for the next set of lies their media spoon feeds them. It is an extremely sick and disturbing gig, but totally in keeping with what their business model has always been. Lie to their audience on behalf of the former GOP, now QOP. I saw a great meme on Twitter after Trump's second indictment that summed up the abject stupidity of Trump's brain-dead base Quite succinctly, I thought, quote, a federal judge appointed by Trump issued a search warrant at the request of the director of the FBI appointed by Trump. It was executed by a DOJ attorney 
appointed by Trump, who charged him with violating a law that was passed by Trump. There's not a single witness involved who's a Democrat. They're all handpicked by Trump. His lawyers, his employees, their communications, their photos, their everything. And yet, what does the right say? Democrat witch hunt! End quote. That is just beautiful. But back to Trump and his election interference lie. And always remember, most, if not all, of Trump's accusations are confessions. And you know, we really can't say that enough. It is integral. Perhaps one day it'll penetrate the MAGA's thick but otherwise empty skulls. I'm kidding. Words seldom penetrate concrete. Now, just to be clear, NARA, the National Archives and Records Administration, asked the DOJ to investigate Trump over the stolen documents in February of last year, 2022. NARA then acknowledged in April of 2022 that the DOJ was indeed involved. That was April 2022. Trump didn't announce his candidacy for 2024 until November 15th of 2022, after overwhelming evidence of his obvious guilt began to stack up regarding his theft of government documents and his refusal to return them, even ignoring a subpoena. Therefore, Donald Trump wasn't indicted to interfere with him running in the election. On the contrary, Trump is running in the election to interfere in this investigation and trial, as well as those still to come. In short, he's running to interfere with justice. Why do you think so many Republicans have announced they're running against him and yet are still reluctant to criticize him? Number one, because they know he's guilty. But they need his brain-dead base's votes, so two, they're lying in wait. For what? A, they're waiting for him to be thrown in jail. B, they're waiting for him to cop a plea and withdraw from the race. Or maybe C, they're waiting for obesity and or cholesterol to finally do their job. And I'm not joking. The other day, a mosquito bit Trump. It immediately grabbed its little chest and keeled over. And by the way, you know how wives and cholesterol are the same? If you ignore them for too long, they'll probably end up killing you. And back a few years ago, I went to a pet adoption center looking for a dog. The receptionist asked me what kind of dog I wanted. Apparently, whatever's low in cholesterol wasn't the right answer. And I got to tell you, I'm not the only one considering this theory that the worst worthless QOP primary candidates are waiting for Trump to be thrown in jail. Tim Miller is a conservative Republican strategist and consultant. He was the communications director for Jeb Bush's 2016 presidential campaign. Prior to that, he worked on John McCain's presidential campaign in 2008. And in 2012, he was the RNC's liaison to Mitt Romney's 2012 presidential campaign. Ergo, Tim Miller is no rhino. This is what Tim said just last night, and we'll hear the question he's asked first. Tim, I loved your newsletter today. You have a novel theory about why some of these, shall we call them underdogs, may remain in the race longer than would um, naturally make sense. Can you talk about that theory? It's partially a theory, but it's partially based on what DeSantis Super PAC staffer told me. And I, I kind of stopped short when, when he suggested that maybe that his candidates and some of these other candidates would stay in the race longer to amass delegates in the possibility that Donald Trump is convicted in jail, so ensconced in legal troubles that he could not accept the nomination. But the fact that these guys are even talking about this, I think, shows just how desperate the straits are. Look, is there an outside chance that Donald Trump is in jail by next summer? I guess so. And I think we would all love to grab the popcorn and watch a Republican convention floor fight with Donald Trump fighting for his delegates from jail. Oh, come on. I mean, would the RNC really let it go that far? Donald Trump fighting for his delegates from jail? 
I mean, have they no control left whatsoever? Have they left no decency, sir? I have some recent poll results we'll get to maybe tomorrow or Friday that suggest this would be a really bad idea. But also in the coming days, we're going to focus on that element of the Trump crimes and ensuing indictments. Will he or will he not go to prison? I'm already on record and have been for months and said so on this very station on Brian's show. I believe Trump will go to prison. I don't know if he'll die in prison. I just know he deserves to. And already he's looking at 641 years. And I'll tell you someone else who's thinking about going to jail, the orange hemorrhoid himself. He spoke last night that was at what was supposed to be a veterans event in New Hampshire. As you might well imagine, it quickly devolved into a hot, sweaty mess. Literally, wherein the drippy, drenched, perspiry, soaking wet Trump tried to convince everybody he really, really believed and still does that the election was stolen and rigged. Uh Uh-huh. He attacked both special counsel Jack Smith, called him a deranged thug, of course, and he went after the DA in Fulton County, Georgia, Fonnie Willis, and called her a racist and, without any evidence, accused her of having an affair with a gang leader. Not true. Then he fat-shamed Chris Christie, you know, as if Trump himself is some kind of Adonis. It was unhinged even for Trump. But then he said something I found somewhat intriguing. Oh, it's a phony story. They know it's a phony story. They say he's going to go to jail. I could have been relaxing at Mar-a-Lago or in the south of France, which I would prefer being in this country, frankly. Sounds to me like this guy is considering another country in which to live. You know, like maybe southern France. And yet... This guy, this guy, with three soon-to-be-four four criminal indictments and 78 criminal charges against him thus far with more to come, this guy is allowed to fly around the country at will on his own plane, attacking the people who are trying to hold him accountable for his crimes, including witnesses? Ask yourselves this, Trumpers. Would you be afforded those same courtesies? Of course you wouldn't. If you or I had done just a fraction of what Trump has, our asses would have been thrown in jail months ago. But yeah, keep lying about how your poor orange skid mark is being unfairly treated. Give me a break. And let us not forget the second reason Trump is running so he can grip more Social Security money from the rubes, dupes, and suckers in his base. Not to pay for his campaign, but rather to pay for his mounting legal bills, for legal trouble he created and he alone created. A story in the Washington Post dated July 29th carried the headline, quote, Trump Pact, that's Trump Save America Pact, Trump's PAC has spent more than $40 million on legal costs this year for himself and others, end quote. Trust me, more on himself than others. And the only reason he'll spend money on others is to buy their loyalty in hopes they lie for him. And get this, that $40 million is more than Trump's campaign raised in the second quarter of this year. And it brought the PAC's post-presidential legal spending to around $56 million. You tell me how that's not a campaign finance violation. He's grifting money under the premise it'll be used for his campaign, and he's paying legal bills with it. Seems pretty straightforward to me. It's the same as when he grifted $250 million for his Stop the Steal scam and then didn't spend the money on it, for which he's also being investigated. And if they allow Trump to get away with using campaign money to pay legal bills, isn't that just going to encourage even more criminals like Trump to run for office? And now that he's been caught, this led to a story the very next day on July 30th with the headline, quote, PAC wants its money back 
as legal bills pile up, end quote. And not surprisingly, they're asking for $60 million. So basically, Trump's 2024 quote-unquote campaign is a legal defense fund and co-conspirator hush fund disguised as a presidential campaign. And I'll tell you this, I'd be willing to bet the farm he's already crafted his prison grift directed towards his aforementioned brain-dead base. At least now we know why Trump keeps telling this lie. And I want you to listen to the response at the end of this clip. Democrats, Marxists, communists, and fascists, indict me. I consider it actually a great badge of honor. No, he doesn't. It's a great badge of honor. No, he doesn't. Because I'm being indicted for you. I consider it a badge, a great, great, beautiful badge of honor and courage. Because I'm being indicted for you. As far as I'm concerned, I consider it a badge of honor. To be indicted, I would consider a badge because I'm doing it for the country and I'm doing it for the people. They know that we can defeat them. They know that we will defeat them. But they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just standing in their way. And I always will stand in their way. Thank you very much. They're cheating, they're crooked, they're corrupt. These criminals cannot be rewarded. They must be defeated. You have to defeat them. Have to defeat them. Have to defeat them. Because in the end, they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. And I'm just standing in their way. Here I am. I'm standing in their way. And I always will be. Good friggin' grief. Save your complex much? I mean, he's just the Mother Teresa of indictments, isn't he? But there you go. You can't expect a self-professed billionaire to pay his own legal bills, can you? I mean, it costs a lot of money to fly around to different clandemic rallies to continue lying to the rubes in his base. You can't expect him to pay his legal bills, too, can you? After all, he's being indicted for you. They're not coming after him. They're coming after you. Therefore, these are your cases. Therefore, you pay the legal bills. How I wish Trump's brain-dead base wasn't, so that the next time he repeats this lie, and he will ad nauseum, someone in his audience stands up and says, you're being indicted for me? That's strange, because I don't recall ever committing a crime with you as an accomplice. And somehow, it's our fault you stole classified documents from D.C., committed tax fraud in New York, election fraud and extortion in Georgia, and tried to steal a presidential election and destroy our democracy? And your thus far, two co-conspirators, are they being indicted for me as well? I mean, it is all simplistic and, frankly, insulting claptrap that, judging by the response you just heard, apparently works on the weak-minded. We won with poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. Sorry, I held that up too soon. That was my bad. You see, Trump's base has still not figured out that it is them he was referring to when you just heard that clip that I had Justin play too early. (laughs) Justin played it when I told him to. It was my bad. Anyway, I wish they would figure these things out. But yeah, he does indeed love the poorly educated. And you know what? That comment should have been insulting. Instead, they clap like dumb train seals. And just for the record, this Drivel that Trump isn't just the victim, but that he's somehow taking the fall for his supporters. That is classic authoritarian dictator discourse. And I'll have more on this when we get to this with regards to Trump trying to play the victim. Oh, there we are. My numbers are messed up. Figured it out. I mentioned earlier that Trump's opponents might be waiting for cholesterol to finally do its job. Trump aside, I think it's just cruel to make fun of people who are overweight. They already have enough on their plates. And if you think I'd ever joke about Alzheimer's, forget it. 
And you know, I saw this gal just a couple weeks ago, prettiest little thing I have ever seen, except she wasn't little. She was very, very overweight. And I thought, what a shame. I mean, this gal had the face of an angel. Hell's angel, mind you, but I like tats. I think tattoos on a woman are hot. I do. But in any event, I wanted to say something diplomatic and perhaps even motivating, so I approached her, and I, be I began by saying, Hi, pretty lady. She said hi back, and then I said, with a smile, My, you're a big girl. To which she replied, Tell me something I don't know. So I said, Salad tastes good. And I gotta say, I have to say, this gal had spunk. Spunk, I tell you. I wanted to leave her on a positive note, so I told her that old adage, remember, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. She looked at me and replied, it sure as hell does if you throw it hard enough. Spunk! And I'll never forget the day my wife asked me, do I look fat in these jeans? And I said, you promise not to get mad whatever I say? And she replied, yes, of course. So I said, I slept with your sister. And I never understood my ex. One anniversary, I told her we would do whatever she wanted to do. She said she'd like to go out for dinner. I said, okay, where would you like to go? She said, I want to go someplace where they prepare the meal in front of you. So I took her to Subway. Shortly after that, she left a note on the fridge that said, this isn't working. I don't know what she was talking about. I opened the fridge door. It was working just fine. But then when she explained what she meant, I stole her wheelchair. Guess who came crawling back? But eventually I showed her. She was always complaining I had no sense of direction. So one night I packed up all of my things and write. Think about it. I'll wait. And even with her gone, she still haunted me. One day she was hit by a bus and I lost my job as a bus driver. And I'm not saying Donald Trump is obese, but Channel 3 did the story on him once. I immediately switched to Channel 8, and I could still see part of his ass in the corner of the screen. Darth Vader would have to use both hands to choke him. And remember I mentioned storks on Monday? It wasn't a stork that brought Trump. It was a crane. The first time Joe Biden took a ride in the presidential limousine as president, he noticed how it now has stretch marks. Whenever Trump goes to the beach, Greenpeace shows up and tries to drag him back into the ocean. Seriously. But back to tattoos. As I said, I think tattoos on a woman are hot. In fact, when I'm in a bar, I look for a woman with tattoos. Why? Because she's already shown she's prone to making decisions she'll later regret. My buddy went to get a tattoo of an Indian on his back. Halfway through, he said, don't forget to put a big tomahawk in his hand, to which the tattoo artist replied, hang on, pal, I've only just finished his turban. And that reminds me, you know what you call a beautiful woman on the arm of a Republican or a Trump-publican? A tattoo! 221-7283 is our call-in number here at the station, folks. If you want to chat on any topic of the day, that's 702-221-7283, 221-SAVE. But back to Trump and the election interference lie. Why do you think he announced so early, two full years before the election? Why did he announce he was running at all? And why do you think his lawyers will try and delay every trial with frivolous pretrial motions? That will surely fail, but will still take up considerable time. Why do you think they filed to have the trial delayed until after the 2024 election? You know, as innocent people do, because they, along with anybody with even a lick of common sense, knows he's guilty. And many experts see a self-pardon as the only way Trump can escape serious consequences, including time in prison. And by the way, you know why white gangs are the scariest? Because they got a fair trial and they still ended up in prison. And that reminds me. It reminds me of the convict who escaped and holed up in a convent. He rounded up all the nuns and said, I'll have my way with all of you. To which one nun replied, please, sir, do to us what you will, but please leave Mother Superior alone. 
And immediately, Mother Superior said, you heard the man, he said all of us. But back to Trump 2024, Trump isn't running for president, he's running for pardon. He's running to avoid prison. One of my favorite attorneys slash political pundits, Ellie Mistal, put it this way. Trump's campaign for president is now not a campaign for president. It's a prison break. And the question is simply, can he get out totally. before the federalities catch up? with him? Trump's campaign is now a prison break. Nicely done, Ellie. Now, I don't think a self-pardon would fly, but most of what Trump says he's going to do doesn't fly. It does, however, appeal to and fire up the low information voters in his brain dead base. And by the way, there are plenty of other people who know that avoiding prison is Trump's primary motivation for running. Although it took him a while to get there, former Republican congressman from Texas, Will Hurd, now running in the QOP primary, said this on July 30th in Iowa. One of the things we need in our elected leaders for them to tell the truth, even if it's unpopular. Donald Trump is not running for president to make America great again. Donald Trump is not running for president to represent the people that voted for him in 2016 and 2020. Donald Trump is running to stay out of prison. And if we elect... I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Listen, I know the truth. The truth is hard. But if we elect Donald Trump, we are willingly giving Joe Biden four more years in the White House, and America can't handle that. God bless you, and God bless America. Not quite sure how to accurately describe that reaction. I guess mixed might be best. One part of what Will said was so melodic, it could have almost been made into a song. Oh, wait, someone already did. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And I know, 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 I know. I got a lot more on Will Hurd, but I've been told that our resident psychologist and my good buddy Carl has been hanging on the phone for literally days now. <laughs> so let's get to him without further ado. Carl, you're first up. Thanks for calling. Yeah, hey, guys. It hasn't been days. It's been weeks. But <laughs> but who's counting? Exactly. <laughs> and not to mention, I'm, I'm totally worth it. Yeah, um... Listen, you're that, that didn't sound about, con- uh, that didn't sound convincing, Carl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. You talking before about the proper uh, response was uh, you are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, let, let's let's try it again. But besides, Carl, I'm totally worth it. Oh, uh, it's hard to hear you, you a little bit. So you blew it. Getting... The, okay, you blew it the second time. You're supposed to say you are. You are? There oh, you go. okay. I'm sorry. No problem. The reason, <laughs> reason I called, you were talking about uh, Trump's uh, uh, ego and so forth. Let me explain something real quick to you. That uh, aside from other psychological problems he has, he's an extreme egomaniac. And somebody who is egomaniacal like that can never, ever admit that he's wrong. Even if he knows he's wrong, he will tell lies to cover up what he thinks uh, he should have said. And that's one of his main problems. Gotcha, Carl. I gotcha. I wish I'd said that. Oh, wait, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but that's true. I know. Somebody who's an extreme, yeah, an extreme egomaniac cannot ever, ever, ever admit that he's wrong. Hey, Carl, I got a question for you. In your career and experience as a a psychologist, a trained psychologist, have you ever come across somebody that was so enmeshed and ensconced in a cult 
that they were just hopeless and that they would vote for someone or support someone even if he committed murder? Did you ever run across anybody that was that deep inside? Oh, yeah, of course. Really? They have very weak, to be honest with you, they're very weak-minded in a lot of ways. And they accept anything that somebody tells them who they want to believe. If, if they want to believe something and somebody tells them that, they will believe it. Like if they believe the uh, the Earth is only uh, 100 miles around and somebody tells them, well, did you know that the Earth is 100 miles around? They will believe it. Okay, but now let, that's what they want. Okay. Oh, all right. Because I was my my next question was going to be, why would they then believe someone like Trump, who, I mean, from the time you're you're still a kid, your parents should have taught you something about grifters, conmen, and snake oil salesmen. And if you can't listen to Trump for more than sixty seconds and realizing he's all that and more. There's something wrong with you. You weren't brought up right. And I was going to ask, why would they listen to him say that, oh, he loves America, and not me when I say, no, he doesn't? Well, well. Why do they uh, they want to believe that he loves America when clearly he loves himself? Because like I just said before, if somebody's raised by their parents, uh, when a child is born, it can't control his IQ or his way of thinking in a lot of ways, and they believe, they want to believe that, like I just said. I understand. They, they, what, they, I do, what I don't understand is why did they want to believe it? Because they have no other beliefs that fit their thoughts, their, re, their reasoning. Well, okay. They I, have no other beliefs. I, I would say that, that goes to something you've heard me say on the air for years. They like him and they support him because he hates the same people they do. Well, yeah, I mean, it's true. That's part of it. But uh, he's, as I said before, he's telling them things they want to hear. If you tell somebody something they want to hear, they will believe it, even yeah. if it's ridiculous. Yeah. Good point. That's it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the clarity, Carl. As always, you have yourself a good day, and we'll talk again. You take care. Two two one seven two eight three is our caller number at the station, folks. If you want to chat, that's seven zero two 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 one. Save. Back to Will Hurt. He spoke out against Trump's two thousand seventeen executive order to build a wall along the southern border with Mexico, saying it was a quote third century solution to a twenty first century problem, and the most expensive and least effective way to secure the border, end quote. You see, unlike Trump and his brain-dead base, Will Hurd was cognizant of the fact that Mexicans had indeed heard of ladders and saws. And of course, Trumple Thinskin had to attack Will Hurd back. This is what he posted on his failing social media site, quote, In Iowa last night, I noticed that a little-known, failed former congressman, Will Hurd, is ridiculously running for president. He quit Congress because it would have been impossible for him to win in his district. He did a really bad job. Anyway, he got seriously booed off the stage when he said I was running to stay out of jail. Wrong. If I wasn't running or running and doing badly like him and Christie with no chance to win, these prosecutions would never have been brought or happened, end quote. And to his credit, Hurd struck back immediately. He said, quote, Donald, I served on the front lines of the war on terror, then in Congress. I've dedicated my life to fighting for America. You turned down your opportunity over some bone spurs and then applauded an assault on America on January 6th. Also, Donald, facts are stubborn things. Hillary beat you in my district in 2016, and I won. Oh, yeah, and you lost in 2020, end quote. Boom! Will Hurd got stones! 221-7283 is our call number here at the station, folks. Back to the phones, and we'll talk to John. You're next. Thanks for calling. Catholic Cajones! Hey, John, what it is? The, one of the best guys in radio, man. Hey, uh, you, you said something there about five minutes ago uh, that, that, that Trump, he actually really doesn't love America. 
Alaska. Um, and when he was uh, when he was sweating uh, last night, oh man, uh, profusely, he looked like he had malaria. He looked awful. <laughs> you notice he wouldn't take his coat off either. He, I know, I he know. Was, he was embarrassed to take his coat off because. Yep. Uh, it was going to be a drenched uh, shirt and t-shirt underneath there. <laughs> but no. uh, if you're if you're a MAGA moron, you've got three teeth. You know, you know, you know. JD is a, is a good guy on the right. I met him in person. I swear he had more than three teeth. But he keeps hanging with these MAGA morons. <laughs> I'm coming to the conclusion JD's got three, maybe four teeth. But if you're a MAGA moron and you've got three, maybe four on a good. If you're lucky, if you took good care of yourself, you've got five teeth left, you're uneducated, wife's kitchen in the, in the cojones, and uh, you're miserable at the world, and the only thing you've got left to do is to hang your hat on this, this fat orange fraud and, 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 and think that he's going to save America. He doesn't even like America. Yesterday, while he was sweating uh, and looked uh, like he had malaria, he said he'd prefer to live in the south of France. Well, how could the hell that possible, Doug? How can a man who loves America say that he preferred to live in the south of France rather than his own country? And oh, by the way, isn't France generally criticized to be a little too socialistic? What the hell's going on, Doug? It doesn't make sense to me. I think we have a fraud on our hands. <laughs> I think you may well be right, John. Can you imagine? Can you imagine you or I having this many criminal charges against us and being able to fly around the country at will in our own plane? It's just not going to happen. I, Doug, I'm 61 years old. I voted for Ronald Reagan. I was a Republican back in the 80s. Reagan did great things. He tore down the wall. He broke up the Soviet Union. Ronald Reagan crawled out of his grave and bitch slapped this guy. And he <laughs> bitch slapped anybody who supports him. You listen to JD? I love you, brother, but man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, come on, man. You gotta, you're the problem, JD. I hate to say it. The orange fraud, we all know what he is. He's a piece of crap. Yeah. It's your support for the orange fraud, JD. Is, is the problem. And I swear, I met you at some point once. You seem like a good guy. I like you. But I swear you have more than three or four teeth. Yeah. I hear you, John. Justin's playing the music. I got to run. We're out of time, but we'll talk later. Take care, buddy. All right. See you, Doug. Hey, take care. Hey, folks, That that's pretty much how much time we got, Justin. 30? Is that what that signal means, 30? Damn, that looks more like a gang sign than 30. <laughs> there you go. That one I understand. Hey, folks, Justin telling me I got to get out of here. Who am I to argue with the man? It's been a slice. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you calling. We will do this all over again tomorrow, hopefully with you. Until then, take care.